Hi, this is Greg Warren, and you are listening to P.S. Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm P.F. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, it's Tabari McCoy. If you're genuine and honest, uh, you don't have to worry about your brand because people will be like, oh, this is how this person really is. Tabari is a Cincinnati comedian. We're going to catch up with him on what he's been doing during the pandemic. We have a song of the week coming up from Nothing But Thieves. And for the dumb bit, we're going to go back to a simpler time. Back in the spring when I appeared on BBC Radio 1 playing the Who game with Scott and Chris. This is the Who game on Radio 1. A chance to get your best Who out of your system. My favourites in recent weeks included getting pins and needles, Who peanutting someone's tie at school and bluetoothing songs to people what's yours let us know if you want to play in future by the way scott.mills at bbc.co.uk for now though it's me chris and a bunch of callers ready to play let's go right then am i starting or are you starting you first okay that app that everyone used to have on their phone where you could tilt it and it looks like you were drinking a beer That was a thing for a while. And it emptied. <laughs> okay, strong start. I'm going to go for, is your TV ready for the digital switchover? The first area of the UK is now switching to digital TV. And Al's telling everyone when to get ready. <laughs> Line one, who are you? This is PF. PF, where are you calling from? Cincinnati, Ohio, USA. Hey, Cincinnati, Ohio. We've gone international on the Who's. What's, what's your name, sorry? PF. Patrick Francois. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Drop that on. Yeah. Hey. Get, just get that one out of your trousers. Yeah. What does the PF mean? Patrick Francois. <laughs> wow. Okay, what's your Who, please? Kipper the dog. Uh-oh. Is that an American thing? <laughs> well, I like it that it's an American one that we might not know. Yeah, I'm sure it is a who, though. It's a dog from children's TV shows. Okay, so not something they just have in America. I think so. You're accusing PF of BS there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a real thing. Line two, who are you? Uh, it's Katie from York. My who is saying banter. Who are you? True, banter. Banter. Yeah. Line three, who are you? Well, they're really slow today. Come on. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Hello, is this me? It's you. It's you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. What, what's sorry. your name? Who are you? <laughs> Callum from Glasgow. Hey, Callum. Welcome along. Hello. Go on then, Callum. Saying this is what you could have won when your friend loses out on something. Hey! Yeah, good one. Me? Screensavers. Ho! Um. Scampy. Ho! What even is it? Is it fish? It is a fish. It's a bit like a prawn, isn't it? But is the scampy the fish? Well, is a fish called scampy? Yeah, because that's mad, isn't it? Because you only ever see it sort of coated in breadcrumbs. And that's definitely not kind of in the sea for obvious reasons, but it's like it's just mad to think of it as a normal fish. You you never get it as a normal fish without breadcrumbs. In fact, can someone show me a picture of scampi? Mystery fish. Is it a fat prawn? Uh, PF. 
Oh, the PFG. Posting on Facebook that Facebook doesn't own my photos. Hey! <laughs> that doesn't work, I don't think. Occasionally you get one of those messages that people put on and it's like, copy and paste, otherwise Facebook own your photos forever. It's yeah. like, I think they own them. Kate, go on. Uh, Paddington Peas. Yeah, the Paddington Peas. I'd quite like to hear the theme tune, actually. It was a ledge song. Is that we are the Paddington Peas? Down at the bottom of the garden. Among the birds and the Oh my gosh, this is flooding back to the brain. Lots of little people. They're called the Paddington Peas. There's creepy black I'm not sure the names. secret now, were they talking peas? Mm. Mm. Sweet Anyway. Just mad loads of peas. Callum? Saying yellow car to your friend when you see a yellow car. Yellow car? <laughs> the Scott Mills Daily. Chris Dark. Tipping a waiter through a handshake. That happened to us the other day. Yeah, off of, like, sneaking a fiver into the handshake and then them receiving it and no one saying a word. <laughs> I've never tipped like that. <laughs> I've done it in America. Have you? Yeah, they, oh, they love it. It's like, a, it's like a little secret. Yeah, yeah. that's $5. You? Me now. Okay. Um, let's go for... Ow! Off of Charlie's Sloth. <laughs> I do. Am I allowed to say I miss him? I uh, miss him a bit, but mm. uh, <laughs> I do. What I mean is, I just miss his presence in the sense that mm. he'd come in here, talk so much nonsense, yeah. so many lies, so say many that lies. Barack Obama was on his show and yeah. stuff like. Who's coming up, Charlie? Barack Obama. No real. And then he'd do the. I'm not hearing Charlie stuff. I'm hearing that. I get. I totally get it. Yeah. There's respect there for the big man. P.F. Sam and the Womp. <laughs> that surely didn't reach America. No, I heard it on Radio 1. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot. <laughs> A lot. A lot, yeah. Number number one, right? Yeah. 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 Remember, um, they did an interview with us once, remember? Unpleasant. And they, and they went... <laughs> they went missing. They went missing? Yeah. What do you mean? Oh, it was a separate interview. It was for the chart show. And um, they, I saw them. They were definitely here. And then when it came to do the interview, they just disappeared. It never happened. <laughs> they, just, I think they just lost interest. They're like, nah, I don't fancy it. Anyway, I'm the gap with the bass and drum going around like bum bum. Kate, taking your camera on a night out and taking pictures. <laughs> Although that seems to be a little bit back on at the moment. Say, I've seen quite a lot of people. It's starting to do it now with the old disposables as well. We had a photo taken by someone the other day that said that. It was a disposable one, mm. didn't we? Yeah. Who was that? And it did feel kind of special because they only got one take on it. Was it famous? So, yeah, someone had a disposable camera with them. Who was it? My Jammer. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah. My, My Jammer. Jammer's taking pictures on a disposable camera now. Yeah. Callum! Asking your friend to ask a girl or a boy out for you. <laughs> <laughs> Do it yourself. The old messenger trick. Whoa, timer! Chris, go! Wimpy. Hey! Four-star petrol. Hey! P.F. 
The official chart on Sunday. Oh. <laughs> I thought you'd, thought you'd send an arrow across there. Good save. Oh. Kate. Buying a holiday from Teletext. Callum. 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 Come on, Callum. Callum. No, we've lost Callum. Move on. Paper Toss, the app. <laughs> Did you never play that? You spend all my time on it. It scrunched up a bit of paper and you'd flick the screen. You sort of curled it in. You're playing against a fan, like a literal fan. Getting the guillotine. <laughs> okay. I can confirm we've lost Callum. Yep. Any more for any more? Okay, we're out of time. Oh, oh what a shame. Do you know what? Sometimes I wish that game would never end. I know. I felt like we were just getting started there. PF, Kate, Callum, sadly no longer with us. Thank you for playing the Who game. <laughs> Sorry, you make it sound like... Well, he's just dropped off the line. Callum's just, yeah. He's not dead. He's just, like, he's not on the line. Phone's not, yeah. Anyway. The phone's not what it was. Going to miss you, PF. Well, we miss you guys. This is truly an honour to be on a Scott and Chris. Well, it's great to have you here, Cincinnati, Ohio. What what was the full name again? It was banging. I can't remember it, though. Patrick Francois. Yes. Yeah, I won't forget that. And I should say miss you too as well, Kate. Miss you too. Love you, bye. 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 Tabari McCoy is a stand-up comedian originally from Cincinnati, Ohio, where he still makes his home, by the way. In fact, he was on an episode of HGTV uh, buying that home, and he still lives in that house. So that's a fun little fact there. And uh, so now here's our interview with Tabari McCoy. So uh, I guess the the big question that I ask everyone to start off with is like, what have you been up to during the during the lockdown? Getting stuff done, working on other projects. Um. Well, I have uh, I am very fortunate, unlike a lot of my uh, comedy cohorts, unfortunately, that uh, since I'm not famous in making Kevin Hart money, as I often joke about on stage in the before time. Um, I still have a daytime hustle, and it's an excellent company that I'm working for. Um, pretty much like a dream job. Oh, that's uh, cool. Comedy-wise, um, you know, I've been uh, doing some of the virtual open mics. I've done some shows via Zoom, um, which can go about as well as you would expect when you're basically talking at your computer screen and, you know, you may be able to hear some laughter depending on who's all on the call. Um, but the main thing that I'm getting ready to start work on this week is the launching of a brand-new podcast. That's uh, right. You know, because you know, of course, uh, when it comes to trends, I say, why jump on them when they're hot? Wait <laughs> for them to play out and to the point that almost everyone is over it. That's the Tabari McCoy strategy. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I, uh, I have a podcast I'm going to be starting called A Type 45, which will uh, basically be me talking with a variety of people both comedians, non-comedians, business owners, entrepreneurs. Um, I even have a couple of actors uh, potentially lined up. Uh, some aren't. I have a couple singers maybe. Uh, so trying to work on a couple things. Uh, you know, keep the name out there. Finally got around to saying it's time to promote it. Uh, this way I can say what I want without getting into arguments with people on social media about it because if they comment on it, that means they took the time to listen, and they cared enough to keep listening. 
and they care enough to make an energy, make, you know, take the energy to comment and get mad about it <laughs> and boost my download. There you go. So, um, do you have a, a couple in the can yet? Or are you gonna uh, just do them week by week, or? Oh, so uh, I'm gonna uh, start recording literally uh, this week. Oh, good. Uh, so you're catching me on the cusp, as they say. All right. Uh, so this will be a you know a brand new thing. The name of the podcast is a tight forty-five because as a stand-up comic, when you finally get to that headliner level. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, for the non-comedians li- that are listening to this, uh, I'll break this down for you real quick. When you're a comedian, you start off, you're doing open mics. You're not getting paid, and you probably shouldn't be getting paid because open mic comedians that are just starting out are awful. They are the expansion franchise of comedians. Uh, people are excited to see them, and then by about the fifth outing, they're like, well, we'll check back in a couple years. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Good way to put it. Uh, you, know, you start off at that level. Then you get to be an MC. The MC, also basically known as the host, they have the roughest job on the show because nobody came to see you. <laughs> but you have to get the crowd warmed up. You have to get the crowd going. You have to make them, uh, you know, like feel like, oh, this is a good idea that we came out tonight, even though we only came to see the headliner, and we're going to forget your name as soon as you get off stage. Then... You MC for a couple of years, you'll work your way up eventually to what's known as the feature act or the middle comic. Feature act goes up, does anywhere from 15, depending on the headliner's ego, uh, 15 huh. to uh, 30 minutes. Uh, at the feature level, unless you're working with someone like an Ian Bag, uh, who I have a nickname for, but hey, I'm not starting beef with people that actually have careers right now. Uh, but, you know, as a feature, you get to sell merchandise because the money that you make on the road as a comic, unless you're the headliner, you're really basically breaking even most of the time. And what a lot of what you're doing on the road is for that ever-loving word known as exposure. So you have to build your resume up to get to a higher level. Eventually, you work enough as a feature act and get funny enough where the headliner hates following you or the club notices that you're doing a good job, if not both. And you get to become a headliner. And when you're headlining, you have to do a minimum of 45 minutes on stage, which is why sometimes you'll have a headliner that doesn't want to you know, go long or just wants to get out of there and get back on their flight or make their long drive home. So sometimes you'll have a headliner say to the MC, hey, be ready because tonight I'm doing a tight 45. And I figured that, you know, given the way people's attention spans are getting these days, I said, you know what? If I have an introduction, a nice featured interview, an outro, and a couple of plugs, I should keep my interviews to a tight 45, and here we are. Well, I I keep mine to a tight 20 usually for the interview, uh, sometimes longer depending on the guest, and I keep the whole show to a tight 30, because nobody knows me from Adam. I mean, at least people probably seen you. you know, you've toured the Midwest. Uh, you've headlined a few places. You People probably seen you feature. So people know who Tabari McCoy is. People don't give a rat's ass who PF is. Uh, they're just tuning in to hear the actual interview with the people I get, who I fool into being on this, as you know, because being a journalist, I have to interview them for uh, a couple of newspapers. And then I usually kind of sneak in, hey, can I also put this on my podcast? And nine times out of ten, uh, they will say yes, and one time out of ten, they will say, "Please don't do that." Um, so, uh, wait, and there's tea with Ian Bag that I can. <laughs> I can... 
Uh, Ian is, not, is known for not letting his features uh, sell merchandise. He has a reason for it, but hmm. uh, you know, uh, I don't really, I don't really agree with it. Then again, I only worked with the man for about two days in Texas. He wouldn't remember that. Yeah, and I'm sure that if you, who knows how comedy is these days. There may be someone that will hear this and say, hey, man, this random black dude that said he worked with you in Texas in 2015 <laughs> was talking trash. Yeah. And who knows? Then I can get canceled, well, you know, because yeah, yeah. No, no, the no, thing these days is well, that we are in the stage of let's cancel everybody. We are. Uh, well, there let's... are people who deserve to be canceled, sure. so to speak. Sure, sure, sure. But these days, you tell somebody you like vanilla ice cream, and then they say, well, what about vanilla bean? And you say something like, well, I don't really like vanilla bean. And they're like, why? Because it's got black in it? And then you're canceled. <laughs> so, you know, you got to be a little careful these days because we have gotten to the point now where we are ready and happy to get rid of people for forever. Now, once again, there are plenty of people who deservingly could be canceled. <laughs> but... These days, it feels like everyone's at war with each other. Black people, well, actually, we've never been at war with white people. Uh, white people kind of had a head up, heads up and starting that one. We did. It's like cat versus white, male versus female, you know. Dogs and cats seem to be getting along well, so at least we resolved that one. So if, if they remake Tom and Jerry, at least we know they'll be together, at least until, like, I don't know, like, Bugs Bunny shows up and then they'll, like, unifying their hatred of him or something. I don't there know. you go. Um, yeah, it is interesting that you know different uh, people out there have different little uh, quirks to their to their stand up to their careers and things like that. There's some there's some famous folk who are more than happy to talk to me for a, a weekly newspaper article, but don't really want to be on the podcast. And uh, well, actually, Lewis Black made me call one of them out, and that'd be Mr. Brian Regan, who is the nicest guy. He's, if you think he's a nice guy, if seeing his comedy on stage, you are exactly correct. But he will not do the podcast. And Lewis Black explained to me, he said, that's because he, he probably feels he has to be, he has to be on. And, and off stage, he's not one of those guys that's actually on. Uh, great conversation, but he's not, you know, a, a, an entertainer when he's off stage. So there, there's that. And then there's the people who are being protected by people. And, uh, one is the very lovely, um, uh, and I, her name escapes me. Uh, uh, she's up there with Dave Chappelle right now. She got stuck in Dayton and is doing shows with him. Oh, yeah, Michelle, Michelle Wolf. Michelle Wolf. for her in Texas in 2017. Yeah, yeah. Days. Yeah, and she was, she was perfectly lovely. Her publicist told me, for God's sake, don't talk about The Daily Show. I'm like, whoa, did something happen? Oh, everything's cool. Just don't talk about The Daily Show. And I'm like, okay, so I shouldn't talk to her about the thing that most people know her for at this point in her career. Okay, gotcha. And she, she wouldn't do the podcast. But she didn't refuse. Her publicist refused. So I'm thinking people are – there's publicists try to protect people, maybe overprotect them. And then when we did the interview, she brought up The Daily Show, and we talked about that for like 10 minutes. So <laughs> it has a nice ending. Hey, you know, well, as someone who used to make a living as a newspaper reporter yes. back in the olden times mm-hmm. when, you know, the Internet was not – the uh, unstoppable force that it is today. Uh, I understand completely, you know, because I would have people that would say, hey, you know, uh, don't bring this up or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And you try to honor that as best you can unless it's like an elephant in the room. Oh, yeah, you yeah. You try to rephrase it or something after you earn their trust. Right. Because a lot of people these days are all about protecting their brand. Uh, exactly. That has become the big thing is uh my brand i can't i gotta make sure my brand doesn't suffer and well the thing is that i've noticed uh and maybe it's because i just pay too much attention but if you're a genuine and honest 
you don't have to worry about your brand because people will be like, oh, this is how this person really is. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, you know, trying to be a character or you're a complete dirtbag of a human being, you know, once the camera or the mic is off. Uh, those tend to take those type of things tend to take care of themselves usually. Yeah. Then again, what do I know? I, it's not like I'm rich. Yeah, but no you one's asked you to host the Oscars. No, yet. you 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 hit it right on the head because there's some people, like I said, they either their publicist or them are like, well, I don't want to be on a podcast as some guy that does it in his well it used to be family room, now it's basement. So I've actually moved down a level, uh, physically, literally. Um, and other people are like, the, the, the people I can mention that don't care, that maybe should care if they were th- that way, would be people like Jimmy Pardo and Mark Marin who've done this podcast. And like, they don't, they're promoting the medium. They've, if it's some guy that has like, you know, a thousand listeners like me, it doesn't matter. And of course now Marin's too busy and thankfully so. He's, he's brilliant and I'm glad his acting career has taken off. He's great and Pardo is very, but you know, if I email Jimmy and say, hey, would you, could you do the show? He would find time to do it, and he'd be more than happy to do it. So those are the people. Those are the really – I mean, I get the protecting the brand thing. There's some local comics that wouldn't promote their appearance on this. Uh, some guy you and I know, and I'll message you that later, uh, who would, was – he? I was on the show, and I tweeted it out, and he liked the tweet. And I'm like, dude, you can retweet it. It's okay. <laughs> what the heck? You know, I mean, it's just, you know, the thing – and this is the thing about me when it comes to my social media. Yeah. I'm not famous – uh, I'm much closer to infamous than I ever am famous. <laughs> um, I'd say that. But I'm just a real person, so yeah. I do real person things on my social media. Everything I do on social media is not me sitting around um, writing jokes, you know, that, yeah, I'll get a bunch of retweets. Maybe, maybe I would get more people out to a show, um, but it's one thing to sit there and write one-liners all day for social media versus actually having to craft material for the stage. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, and I would much rather you feel like you you don't know what to expect when you see me versus just watching me online and doing that now. That being said, videos and other things will definitely help build your brand, but it's just, it always kills me when I hear people that'll say, oh, so-and-so is hilarious, and then you end up with a lot of YouTube stars that once they actually... Uh, have to, um, you know, get up on a stage and do a tight 45, uh, it, it, it uh, for lack, what's the word, I'm, uh, it absolutely sucks. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that's like a disservice to the craft. Uh, there are plenty of people who their reality TV show ended um, or whatever, and now, hey, I'm going to be at a comedy club. And I'm like, why? You, you, you don't do stand-up. Uh, and now they're trying to do stand-up, and then people will pay big money to come see them, and then they pay a $45 ticket or for a meet-and-greet, and then after the show, they're like, well, that was mediocre. I think I've seen um, everything that I need to see out of a comedian, and it's like, you just did more harm in your 45 minutes uh, to ruin what you know, people like myself and others have been working on for 14 years, to the point that it's infuriating. <laughs> well, uh, a thing you used to do on social media, and I, 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 you come up in my newsfeed a lot because I think I comment on your stuff, so the algorithm works in that favor. And one thing you do on there that I really enjoy, although it's bittersweet because it's a shame you have to do this, is uh, your today in racism uh, things you used to do. Do you do you still do those or? 
I haven't seen one in a while, it seems, but... Well, you know, I used to do a Today in Racism, um, and I always made sure that it just wasn't white people on black people because that gets easy for people to tune out. Yeah. Um, but I quit doing the Today in Racism post for a couple reasons. One, uh, when I was job hunting, uh, everybody looks to your uh. social media, and on your social media, you have to act like you have no human emotions. Oh, yeah. That's the reason that a lot of comedians, I guess, you know, stick with that format because it's easier and it pays. Um, but uh, I, I quit doing it for that. Another reason I quit doing it is that um, I quit I quit getting into arguments with people um, for the most part because if you are on Facebook for about five minutes uh, these days, you are going to come across something that's going to make you, if you're a rational, loving, caring human being, that's going to make you want to drop kick somebody off of a bridge for their <laughs> ignorance, stupidity, or racism. Oh, yeah. And I got tired of having, and th- this is something that uh, I'm sure that if you have other black guests, they will back this up. I mean, we haven't talked about it at the secret meeting in Wakanda, but I'm sure <laughs> they will. Um, but uh, there's nothing more infuriating as an African-American than having to justify racism to white people. It's infuriating. That's not racist, or oh, and it's like, well, of course that's not racist to you. It doesn't affect you, and you don't have to look outside your own world. And why in the world would you try to trust someone who, for which this is a reality they have to face and deal with? And of course, we're just probably overstating it because, hey, you know, they didn't, you know, if, if, if they had just complied with that police officer who didn't give a command and just pulled a gun on them for no reason or like happened the other day handcuffed a, an eight-year-old child i guess because they punched the teacher and i mean i've been in the classroom before so you know i know how kids can get but um hey you know that's not racist at all of course i'm i'm overblowing it there's no systematic racism i'm 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 the one that's overthinking these things thank you for setting me straight good kind sir now <laughs> can i have a job or are you going to hire someone that doesn't have my qualifications but because they're friends with your neighbor yeah yeah you know? true that's why um that's why i have a a a fake twitter account i have a real twitter account which i you know just um just regular you know, 53-year-old suburban white dude on, and then the other one where I have more political commentary uh, on that. And on Facebook, I just post about music, and I will comment on people's stuff uh, occasionally, but I don't do that anymore uh, that much because, yeah, it, 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 you're right, it's exhausting. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just exhausting. It's infuriating. It's depressing. Like, I, was, I said this to somebody the other day. If the average white person had to be black for a month, you think that mental health issues are, are a problem in this country right now? Huh. Like, and, and it's one of those things where it's like, you, as a, I've gotten tired of actually talking about racism because I get tired of having to explain and justify. Now, when I'm, now I don't mind explaining, but it, once again, it's that justifying thing that just drives me insane because, you know, trying to get someone to understand someone else's, you know, experience, it's, it's, it can be a very hard thing. Like, you know, I review movies, or at least I used to before the world went to hell. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, there are certain films with which I know I am going to identify more with because I have more in connection. If there's a comedy, I'm going to gravitate towards that. If there's a film about African-American history, I'm going to gravitate towards that. 
Um, but the good thing about movies is that they can draw you into someone else's experience by seeing them. So while I was not a Caucasian woman in the 1950s that wanted to be in a lesbian relationship, the movie Carol, which was shot here in Cincinnati, gave a little bit of light to that type of situation. While I have not lost the ability to talk or move my body, there's a French film called The Diving Bell and the Butterfly about a magazine editor who came down, I forget what the name of the disease is, but that drew me into the story. Um, you know, so movies can be an escape and educational. But for some reason, when it comes to that type of topic, you know, unless it's happened to someone or they're in that line, people, you know, either they're extremely sympathetic, they're, they're you know, they're, they try to be a good person about it, or they're just into that, oh, that's being overblown, that blah, 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 and, and it's just exhausting. But trust me, if I was going to do Today in Racism, um, I could make about three posts a day. Oh, I'm sure. Um, well, cool, man. Uh, a Tight 45 will be the name of the podcast. It'll be available on all the usual platforms, I reckon. Um, I'm going to try to get it on iTunes and Spotify, so that'll be part of the work. And I'm working to put together a good quality podcast. I want to have it where it's going to be funny. I want to have it where it's going to be insightful. I want to have people on that, you know, people may be familiar with in some cases, and then some people where they're like, oh, I didn't know about this person, and I can see why someone would want to talk to them and learn about them. Um, you know, so everything that I haven't been on this particular podcast in terms <laughs> of funny or insightful, maybe, uh, Tiger 45, uh, we'll be uh, ready for you. Uh, please follow me on all the social medias. Since people have trouble spelling my name, it's T-A-B-A-R-I, then McCoy. Uh, you'd be surprised how many people get the first name right now and screw up the last name. Huh. So the last name is M-C-C-O-Y. It's at Tabari McCoy and everything. If you're on Instagram, you can see me chronicle my, my jogging journeys where I think I'm losing some weight, although I probably huh. will find it, my autograph collection. And then when things go back to something close to normal, shows. All right, man. Cool. Well, if you have any questions again on the podcasting stuff, just let me know. Uh, just Facebook message me, and uh, well, I'm looking. For, we're looking forward to hearing the first episode. I am looking forward to hearing you as well because it means that I will actually have pulled it off. All right, cool, man. Well, uh, talk to you soon. All right, All right. thanks All right. everybody right. for listening. All right, bye bye. Thanks again to Tabari McCoy for being on the show. You can catch Tabari, uh, let me see, well, uh, of course, nowhere at the moment. Uh, but if you go to TabariMcCoy.com, he spelled it for you there, T-A-B-A-R-I, McCoy, standardspelling.com. You will find uh, links to, like, his comedy album, and there's videos, and uh, all kinds of other fun stuff. And, of course, I'm sure I'll have information on his podcast, which is launching imminently. So do check that out. Song of the Week is from Nothing But Thieves. Uh, this is, the, I believe, the second single from their album, Real Love Song, and uh, puts me in the mind of kind of late 80s alternative British rock, Spear of Destiny kind of thing like that, but with a little rockier edge to it even maybe, so uh, see what you think. Uh, I'm digging this band a lot lately. Uh, this is our Song of the Week on PF's Tape Recorder, Real Love Song from Nothing But Thieves. So long, and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.